Welcome to the Platform Podcast, where we talk to coaches, athletes, experts, and real people to learn about their approaches to training, nutrition, mindset, and much more. I'm your host, Jordan Kundi wright founder and head coach of the Twin Cities Kettlebell Club, and I'm on a mission to help others build sustainable, healthy lifestyles. Before we jump into the episode, I want to remind you that registration is open for the second annual Twin Cities Kettlebell Open on October 22nd, hosted by our friends at the Athlete Lab in Little Canada, Minnesota. And just as we did last year, we will also include options for video submission for participants who are unable to make the trip in person. You'll be eligible for all of the same prizes as our in-person competitors. Just go to our website, TwinCitiesKettlebellClub.com for details. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Continuing our tradition from last year, I welcome back my friend and Irishman, David Keown. He's a stone lifter, mobility specialist, kettlebell athlete, and coach. So please grab a glass of Guinness and raise a toast to health with us. Slancha. And I just want to take this second to say I'm incredibly grateful that you listen to this podcast. Of course, the best way you could support me would be to register for the Twin Cities Kettlebell Open and maybe tell a couple of friends. Just go to our website, TwinCitiesKettlebellClub.com for details. And of course, if you haven't already, please be sure to leave a rating and review of the platform podcast in your app of choice. And be sure to support my work by supporting our sponsors whose affiliate links you'll find in the episode notes. And if you want help reaching your goals without wasting time, please fill out the coaching interest form linked in the show notes. I help athletes of all levels using my integrated coaching approach. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Twin Cities Kettlebell Club or email me at TwinCitiesKettlebellClub at gmail.com. Now, without further ado, let's step onto the platform with David Killen. see i i got a new toy yeah. here so let's see if you can you let me know if you can hear this oh i can hear it <laughs> all right happy st patrick's day everyone welcome into this episode of the platform podcast carrying on with their tradition from last year i have my good friend mr david killen there's a stone lifting irishman he's coming in to have a couple of pints of guinness with me talk through kettlebell sport and stone lifting and all sorts of wonderful things so got to give you a little bit of irish interlude here <laughs> I love it, man. Keep playing that after the whole thing, will you please? That's great. <laughs> Pretty sure I'll get sued soon, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna fade, I'm gonna fade it out now. <laughs> yeah. How, How are, are you, man? brother? Thank, thank you so Hi. much. Thank you so much for, uh, for coming in. And hey, cheers, Slancha. Happy uh, Slancha to you, my friend. Here we go. Happy St. Patrick's Day. You too, man. What are you, what are you drinking there? I'm drinking a, a nice ten-year-old Talisker. Oh, you're going with the scotch, the scotch on St. Patrick's Day. All right. I know I love the scotch. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Irish guys. I just love the scotch. <laughs> it's all right, it's so man. Delicious. That's all right. Um, you you, you got to go with what you like. Exactly, man. How have you been keeping yourself? 
I've been, I've been well, man. I've been, uh, I've been super, I've been super busy. You know, uh, I, you know, I was telling you a little bit off air. I'm, I've been, I've been trying to, I've been trying to keep myself in shape while I'm dealing with this, this shoulder, this shoulder injury. And I got to thank Stephen Riddle for finally kicking me in the ass, uh, <laughs> giving me some, <laughs> giving me some programming that, that works around the shoulder restriction that I'm dealing with. But uh, all in all, man, life, life is good. Um, Aside from not being able to, to do a snatch or a long cycle with my right, with my right arm right now, but uh, all in all life is good how about you man um, great thank god great um jordan doing really well um kind of back on the old workshop train again back back teaching again after a long layoff with covid as you can imagine but everybody kind of took the legs out and underneath everybody so back teaching and back like going abroad again and meeting new people and and teaching what i love which is kettlebell sport and mobility and the mobility for kettlebell sports as we've talked about in previous podcasts and stuff so it's just been great. I'm just back from England. The, the weekend gone. I was over in Essex teaching and had a great time, really well received. So just great to be back doing it again, man, because it was such a long fucking two years without COVID, wasn't it? A really emotionally, mentally and kind of physically draining couple of years, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's funny. I was I, I just uh, had a little date night with my wife last night and we were we were talking at the dinner table. I actually told her, like, I, I took the I took the dog for a walk yesterday and it was kind of like in, in Minnesota. It was really like the first it felt like the first day of spring because it was like 50 degrees yesterday for the first time all year. Um, so it was so it was finally warm and temperate. And my, I've got a little dog with without much fur. So he's a Boston Terrier, you know, so he, he, do, he doesn't go, do well in the wintertime going for walks, you know, so he basically hasn't really been on very many walks i took him out yesterday and he was just like so fucking excited to get out of the house and run around smelling everything and and i was like man he's like he's he's going through what what all of us have been going through and and i really just had like this this deep deep sense of of appreciation for the fact it was like man it really feels like maybe we're finally <laughs> through this thing and i i felt i like i didn't even want to jinx myself thinking that i was like you know crossing myself throwing salt over my shoulder like you know all, all this stuff but i'm like it feels like we're finally coming out of this and i was i just felt so like deeply grateful to be out and about and feeling like i can walk around without a mask on and like I went to a grocery store and the grocery store people didn't have masks on for the first time in a long time. I was like, all right, maybe we're finally getting through this and to get through this winter and like, and get into the spring. It just, I don't know. There's, there's just kind of this no, feeling of nice rebirth. Kind of, um, you know, metaphorical about that as well. You know what I mean? Kind of a new growth and we're kind of starting to, to move out of a, a very long kind of metaphorical winter that we were all in for two years. You know what I mean? It, we were in case we were down the hole for two years. Exactly. Like we're starting to climb up out of it now and, and things are starting to regrow and you're back doing things that you were doing that you took for granted two years ago. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, like you said the exact same thing myself and my wife went out last night for the first time in two years, I think. We went out to the, just out to the pub. It was her birthday. We went out. We had two pints and a bite to eat. And it was like, we haven't done this in two and a half years now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just, like you said, everyone else, like it's Cheltenham Racing, it's on, the place is packed. Everyone was kind of cheering and it was just a great pause. It was like, yeah, it's kind of back to the bit of normality now which is fucking great long overdue well cheers to that too man uh i'm i'm pouring uh, i'm pouring some of your wife's whiskey here i got the uh i got the keeper's heart irish american whiskey from the o'shaughnessy <laughs> distillery here which uh oh, yes. I, I learned is your is your wife's maiden name i'm gonna figure out how to get you a bottle even if that means i gotta oh, i gotta uh, fly to ireland to get you day. one i was telling her the other day she was making excited about it 
Oh, Sean, is he whiskey? I said, you got to get me a bottle of that. I said, I'll try my best here. I'll try my best. Yeah, I'm working on it, man. I got I to gotta see. But apparently shipping a bottle of uh, booze across the Atlantic uh, without permission is a big deal. <laughs> looking, into, looking into the rules, apparently they take that very seriously. It's like international bootlegging. And, uh, you know, you can, get, you can get caught up in the Patriot Act for shipping a combustible item on an airplane. Or, you know, it's like, all right, all right. Might not, wanna, might not want to mess with that without, without the right permits. <laughs> we will be messing with that. Come here, how's all the team getting on and how's their training? Uh, they're doing they're doing really well, man. It's uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm really excited that I, I think one of the things I love the most is when I get when I get new when I get new people uh turned on to kettlebell sport obviously i love i love all the people that have been with me for for years now but um when i get when i get a hold of a new person that that's like never done kettlebell sport before and they're coming from hard style and you know i've got a couple i got a couple of those people you know i got i got a guy that just joined just joined the team uh you know last week steve who's a former college offensive lineman like me he's six foot seven and he's been doing nothing but hard style you know and so he's he's learning kettlebell sport and he's he's posting up his workouts and he's like i love this i i'd never i'd never heard he'd never heard of it before he didn't he didn't know anything about it you know until until recently and i was like oh dude you're gonna you're gonna dig this because i know you're missing getting <laughs> yep the hook's in man i know i know it's gonna scratch that competitive spirit you know that that, that you know us competitive athletes have and i was like oh you're gonna you're gonna oh, love it gonna sure enough welcome down the rabbit hole <laughs> one of us one of us you know so and I, he's i i told him we were doing we were doing a snatch set and i was like all right i got good news and bad news for you i said the good news is you're six foot seven and you have really long levers the bad news is you're six foot seven and you have a really long way to move the kettlebell <laughs> That's gonna end up fucking like over seven foot in the air, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's he's got some long arms and he's gotta move the bells a long way, but man, when when he gets that arm straight, it just whoo. I mean it just it's like throwing a football around. Yeah, it it flies up there. So it's 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 going really well, man. Uh how about you? I mean, the people probably want to know, do you even lift bells anymore, bro? Uh competitively. No, just in general, all, all I see is stone lifting from you. You can just go, you and your fucking rocks, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me and the rocks are having a great time. Yeah. I love my rocks. But um, I'm still lifting, I'd say at least twice a week. I'd say oh, yeah? Um, awesome. I'm training one, one guy. He's a, he's a doctor in the local hospital. And um, he just we just got the chat at a mobility course about a year and a half ago. And I just got taught my kettlebells. And he's like, what's kettlebells? So... We're at the back training at least once a week. He comes down to me. I have, I have a couple of kettlebells at the back of a 48, a 36, a couple of heavy ones, a couple of pair 28s and a pair 20s. And we're lifting bells, just doing endurance sets at least once or twice a week with him. And then I'm doing about two or three, and um, well, about two a week with the, with the stone lifter. Nice. So four, about four a week. Nice. Um, four training sessions a week. I'm doing my mobility every morning. So it's, it's just been working really well, Jordan, because I mean, I'm lifting really heavy lately. You know, I'm, Lifting heavier than I've ever ever lifted in life. What what was the stone? I saw you. I saw you got a you got a stone. You almost chested a stone that was that was freaking massive. What did that thing weigh? You were oh that one that, that one there the other day just yesterday. Yeah, yeah that thing was oh I'd say at least 150 kilos. You know so. Um, <sighs> So just 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 napkin math. That's like that's that's you know three hundred and fifty ish pounds uh, for for those for those of us on this side of the pond. Uh, that's you know, and it doesn't sound too heavy, right? But it <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> a little bit. Is what like deadlifting with a bar 
relatively easily, you know, in fairness, it relatively easily move, move 150. But it's just to get down on the on the low stones, man. And, and I'm on the beach. I'm on really, really loose sand. So, like, when you're lifting on an unstable surface with an unstable object, it, it ramps it up a lot. So, it's just, <laughs> I'm having so much fun with it. I never thought I'd keep it going. Remember, we were talking about this in the last couple of podcasts. Like, I, I've done it out of necessity because I was just lifting it yeah. back because I'm not... One of my wife's stone-carved, beautiful piece of stone, which is now an absolute shit of the package. <laughs> <laughs> just full of mud. and It's, it's just it's the last cause, it isn't it? But um, just kept it going because I really enjoyed it. I remember I said the last that I was going to go over to Scotland. But yeah. that, just, that, just, that just put the hook in the altar. I couldn't, I couldn't believe how cool that was. It yeah, was that's, 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 that's awesome. And you got, you got recognized, I think, uh, if I saw right, you got recognized like as the stone lifter of the year, right? By the, yeah. what, the Stone I mean, Lifting I, Association, or I, I don't remember what the organization was. Yeah, it was um, the Stone Lifting Society. So, and they just said you're in the shortlist for, for Stone Lifter of the Year. I was like, Jim, even in the shortlist, it's that fantastic. Because like, this guy's much stronger than me, Jordan. You know what I mean? And they're doing it a hell of a lot longer than I am. I'm only doing it since COVID. It's only two years. But like that, because if you approach anything with passion, it's something that you really enjoy. If you do it passionately, you do it and give it everything you have, I suppose. And, and you put that out online, people recognize that and they see it. So I just got this um, this text off the guys and said, look, congratulations. You've won Natural Stone Lift of the Year for uh, 2021. And I got a couple of nice little presents off them and, and a bit of notoriety and a couple of interviews and stuff. And I just couldn't believe it. You know, it was like, because I'm only doing it a short time. It wasn't so long ago, I couldn't pick up that 60 kilo stone that my wife made at the back. I could barely laugh it. And now, two years later, I'm natural stone lifter of the year. You That's, know what I mean? And that was a worldwide vote. You know, that, was, that wasn't, they just gave it to me. It's like everybody in the whole world had to vote for this. So, like, I take that as a big win, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, it's kind of it's kind of proof to your proof to your thesis, right? Um, you know, I, if, if I if I can be so bold as to say that your kind of your mantra has been that you can't fully express your strength unless you have flexibility and mobility throughout your ranges of motion. And so the fact that you've worked so much on your mobility over the over the few years, like I, if if people haven't seen it, go check out David's uh, David's uh, feed because um, it, it's when you see when you see him lift this 150 kilo stone, uh, he he has to to get down to a full depth squat ass to grass with 150 kilos on his thighs that he's bear hugging and i see you doing like the hip opening and closing and like i see you i see you maneuvering you know doing internal and external rotation you know and i'm i'm just yeah. like and you know and having done some of your mobility drills and i'm like fuck that looks like it hurts like my my hip flexors were screaming just just watching it but like you know, to, to, for how rapidly you've been able to to transition from being a high level kettlebell sport lifter uh, to to now being, you know, what I would consider at least a, a high level stone lifter, and apparently other stone lifters think so as well. Even though you yeah. know you say there are people a lot stronger than you, but uh, they're probably much much bigger than you too. You know, so relative to your body weight, you're lifting stones yeah. that are you're lifting stones that are heavier than your body weight, like 1.5 times your body weight. Like that's super impressive, and and the mobility component of it that's that's required um i think is i think is i think is probably the thing that's most impressive to me partially because i know what it is and i know that i don't have it <laughs> so you're always yeah. you're always envious of of people that can can do things that that you can't do um but i mean you're you're you know a solid 80 pounds lighter than me probably and able to lift stones that are way better than i would ever be able to because of how mobile you are and you're able to express that strength in ranges that i can't even get to that's, I mean, that's a very, very succinct thing to say. And it's something I was talking about to anybody who, be, who was listening to me over the last couple of years in, in podcasts, like I've been on a lot. And um, just saying that once you have the mobility to express yourself freely 
Um, and once you once you can use your whole body, you become more body aware, especially when we do kettlebells, Jordan. I mean, when we lift kettlebells, we become more aware of our breathing, become more aware of how the body works and pendulum motions. And we, come, we just become more aware of how the body works. And then I took that to the stone lifting. And because my mobility, like especially my hips, was really, really good, I could get my whole body involved in the lift. And some guys who were bigger than me, maybe 40, 50 kilos heavier than me. Like, you know, I was lifting the same stones as they were. I went like on that stone lifted tour. I met up with two guys, a guy called Jamie Gorry, who's 150 kilos. And he's competing um, Scottish strongman. And I met up with a guy called Ben Carlin, who's another guy, but he's about 140 kilos, and he's competing Scottish strongman. And these guys are massive, six foot four and six foot two. And here's me, five foot nine and about 90 kilos. You know what I mean? They're looking at me going, what's this wee fucker going to do here? Hey? You know what I mean? You know, so and, like, I'm looking up at him, like, you know what I mean? And, yeah, you're going to lift that stone now. And then, and then like, they were kind of shocked that I could. You know what I mean? It really kind of... But they were happy. Like, they were delighted. It was like, it's, it's really impressive. You know, you, you, can, <laughs> you could lift that. And like, we, we were kind of struggling to lift it. And, and so were you. But you could do it as well. And you're, like, you know, almost half our body weight. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then it's like, because you can get your whole body involved, and not just your back, and not just, you know what I mean, whatever. You could do a bit more. You know what I mean? Than, than probably people would expect you to do or, or believe you could do. So yeah, so, it's pretty awesome. Mobility so you've got your. Sorry, mate. No, I was just saying that mobility is strength. Just my 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 mantra lately is mobility is strength. Strength is mobility. It's like they they they're both intertwined. So much so, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So you have your you have your kettle yoga yoga seminars and and you teach yes. you teach a lot of the you teach a lot of the mobility uh, requisite for kettlebell sport uh, is is uh, is stone is stone yoga or or, or stone, stone mobility stone stone mobility coming soon is are you are you starting to work with stone lifters on their on their mobility now that you're getting some notoriety and people are seeing that your that your ability to get to those end ranges is is part of your power. Um, not not yet. It hasn't it hasn't uh, manifested yet. Um, I'm still really really enjoying being involved in kettlebells, you know, um, and and doing the, the seminars that way. I mean, I, I'd love to get in, involved with some strongmen because, like, there is a lot of guys out there who are like very very stiff. Oh yeah, who could do with a hell of a lot more mobility. You know what I mean? Uh, but um, then you get then you get some guys. You know, uh, I don't know if you know uh, Martin Linkus, the world's strongest man. Uh, he's yes. he has great mobility. He has. And he's worked his ass off over the last two years on it. He really yeah. has. Yeah. And and I think he would I think he would say, I mean, maybe I can get him on the podcast. <laughs> I would I would love I would love to I would love to interview him to to hear what, what he would say about about his mobility because I know he has really focused on that the last couple of years and that's really upped his game to kind of the next level. I mean he's that's when he's really started dominating uh, I mean, strongman, powerlifting, like he, he can do it all at this point because he can, he can, he was already really strong, but he focused so much on getting, getting that ability to be able to express that strength throughout all of his ranges of motion. It's really super impressive when you see a guy who's whatever, 340 pounds just, that can do the splits and can, and can do all, you know, do all the crazy things he can do. It's incredible. And like I said, it's, it, it kind of validates the point, you know what I mean? That, that, that he's the best in the world. I mean, and then you take it into, into kettlebell sport context. You look at the likes of uh, Ivan Markov, the exact same thing, extremely flexible. Again, full front splits, side splits, you know, and incredibly flexible. And he's the, the champion of the world. Obviously, there's a lot of other factors involved. But I mean, uh, generally, he seems to be the guy who's the most flexible and strength you know what I mean? Those two intertwined tend to be near the top of the heap always. You know what I mean? So there's, there's a lot in it. 
you know, a lot of people tend to sacrifice one for the other. And when I was doing the um, the workshop there over the weekends, like even the guys, um, James and Pierre was over James and he was like, um, David, he said it was really interesting to see somebody like, you know, of you know, somebody like you, like, you know, you're, you're 90 kilos, you're, you know, you're fairly, fairly strong looking, doing all these crazy yoga shapes, you know, it's, and it wasn't just a guy who was like, you know, 95 pounds and like, like a rope doing it. Do you know what I mean? He says, it's actually more, it's actually really interesting for people to see a guy who'd be bigger and strong to be able to move like you can as well. So it's, it's kind of an inspiring thing to see. So it's, it's nice to be able to, to share that with people. Jordan. You know what I mean? That you don't have to be just one or the other. Really focusing on both would, would help you no end, you know, in any, whatever sport you're into. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that's really, I think the thing that, uh, you know, when you, you go back, like, what would you, what would you tell your 18 year old self, right? <laughs> like, or your 16 year old self, I would, I would, I would be like stretch, uh, <laughs> work, work on, work on your mobility, right? Like that, that would be the biggest thing that I probably would have told my younger, told my younger self, uh, is really work on, work on your mobility because, you know, I've so, I've so, I'm such a collection of old injuries that, you know, even, even now as I, even now as I go, you know, go through, meet some of these doctors about some of these injuries I'm rehabbing, they're like, they're like, yeah, it'll probably take like six months, but then you'll get back to like 90%. Like there's a cumulative degradation of, you know, yeah. accumulation of injury that, that doesn't allow you to recover back to your previous capability. So the, you know, rule number one uh, of, of my team, you know, is uh, don't get hurt. We don't get hurt in practice, right? Rule number one is don't get hurt. You can continue progressing unless you're hurt. Right? And so like that, that mobility piece is such a huge uh, component of injury it's, prevention. It's so often overlooked as well, isn't it? I mean, there's, there's very little people, like people will talk about it, they give it a lot of lip service, but not a lot of people actually get down and do it. You know what I mean? Um, and what I'm talking to a lot of guys, it doesn't take much. I mean, Jesus, 15, 20 minutes in the morning. It's the know? easy, it's the easiest thing to cut for time. Like it's because, because- because because a a it's it's harder than you think especially when you don't have it right it's one of those things it's so much easier to preserve it than it is to build it <laughs> like once it's once it's gone away man it's 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 a lot more effort it's hard, for to, to, get it back. It's it's hard to get it back it's not tough it's tough to get it back it is it is but yeah it's so it's it, if you but you're but you're absolutely right like if if you can spend if you can spend even just 10, 15 minutes before your session. So if you're a kettlebell lifter, right? Like this is the thing that I try and I try and focus on with my team is like, okay, we have a joint mobility routine that we do before we have a specific warm up, or we have a general warm up, and then we have a specific warm up. Well, that's 30, that's 30 minutes. If you do, if you do it 30 to 45 minutes of warm up time, if you do all of that, and then you've got a, an hour, an hour of, of kettlebell, and then you should do a yoga cool down at the end of it to restore working length. Right. Okay. That's ideal. That's, but that's a two hour commitment if you're going to do all of the things, but I'm like, okay, if you do nothing else, just do the mobility portion and like, just do the, just do the joint mobility and the active warm up. That's 15, 20 minutes. And that can be your off day routine. Uh, because that in and of itself is actually, it's not a workout, but it's, it's, it's a commitment that you can make to improve your performance. And you can do, you can do that on your off days. Oh, do on your off days. I mean, that's what I do. I mean, when I'm lifting, I mean, I'm lifting very heavy kettlebells now at the moment. And when I'm lifting kettlebells, I'm lifting stones. I will do a minimal warm up. I mean, I'm talking five minutes, max five minute warm up. Okay. Then I'll, I'll warm up then with the actual specific movement I'm doing. I build up weight and then I'll just start lifting. And um, now in that morning, before, let's say I'll do this in the evening time, maybe after work, in the morning, I've already done at least 20 to a half an hour of just gentle movements. Um, range of motion work and maybe a bit of yoga. But when, when I'm actually lifting, I do a minimal warm up. 
I do my lifting and I generally I won't do a warm down, but all of my all of my mobility work is done in the mornings. So see the morning after I've done a heavy session, I will do a good 30 minutes of mobility work. To, almost like um just to see what needs a bit of help. And I'll work through that. And then I'll do that every almost every morning of the week, you know. Maybe one morning a week I won't do it. But all of my mobility work is done in the mornings. That gives me more time to train heavy when you know obviously because people are, are they okay, everyone has their own lives to live and you know they're coming into it to train maybe i have an hour to train you know so it's like i'll train for maybe 40 minutes out of that hour of strength i'll do maybe a five to ten minute warm-up and i'll find the cool down and that that's what i've been doing at like and i've never lifted heavier in my life I took touch wood i haven't got any kind of injury over the past the past two years lifting pretty damn heavy weights in pretty awkward positions you know so it, it seems to me that this this morning mobility work is really really paying dividends and it's not eating into my specific training time either, so if that makes any sense now this is just for me but i'm just saying that if people ever wanted to you know have a talk about it or that this is just my opinion on it like, it seems to be a strength day then a, a stretch day so strength stretch strength stretch that kind of way and it seems to be working really well so far I like it. I like it. And I, I, that's, I, I always advocate for make it, make it fit your life. So, but feel free to tell me if I'm fucking up here, because this is a, this is a legitimate question. Um, I, I'm not, I'm curious because for me, stretching in the morning seems less beneficial. Um, I, I get, I get less benefit from stretching in the morning than stretching after work after I've been sitting ass in this chair for, for eight, nine, 10 hours, you know, straight or well, not straight, but I try and get up and go for walks and do things like that. But I find for me personally, because I spend so much time behind a desk um, that I get more benefit stretching after I've been seated all day than if I do it in the morning before I go to work. And then, because then, then I find like, okay, I stretch out, I feel good. I go sit. I'm an hour. I'm in four consecutive hours of zoom meetings. And then by the time I get up to go, go grab my lunch, I'm like, ah, I'm stiff again. And so, like, well, I, I, mean, find, I find I get better benefit doing it in the afternoon. And if you get better benefit doing it that way, that's the 100% right way to do it. Because everybody's different and everybody's, you know, I mean, livelihoods is different. I mean, I'm standing all day, so I don't, I don't have that kyphotic position all day. I'm, I'm standing up, I'm walking around, I'm lifting, I'm pulling, I'm dragging. So, I mean, it suits me in the morning, you know, to, to get myself kind of energized to go into work in a more physical work. So, I mean, and it makes sense for you then to, to when you come home after being kind of, you know, like stuck in Zoom meetings and, yeah. and hunched over all day to do a little bit of stretching. You feel great after. That's that's perfect. Absolutely perfect. I'm, like, so I'm your way. I'm glad, I'm glad I've, I'm glad I've, I've kind of sensitized, or I guess I've desensitized my, my coworkers to me being on walks while I'm on zoom meetings. So they're used to hearing me like huffing and puffing and walking, <laughs> walking in the wind. But, but now I have this nice microphone and everything. And uh, so when, yeah. when I'm not away from my desk and they're like, Oh, you sound way better. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, cause I'm not, I'm not out taking a walk while I'm, while I'm on the zoom meeting, but uh, I, I have, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta be pretty grateful for the fact that my coworkers don't care. And like my clients don't care they're like they're they're like oh no get your steps in that's great like everybody's real real supportive of being out and about which is which is nice like i can now that the weather's turning i can i can i've already seen my my average steps go up by like 2500 steps a day just because i can now go outside just and walk exactly yeah. and like you said it was, it was like minus 10 up to recently wasn't it 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we literally had a 50 degree Fahrenheit swing. It was, it was, uh, it was minus 10, minus 10 degrees with the wind chill Fahrenheit. And then, and then it went to 40 degrees in the span of three days. So like, like it, it's, I mean, that's the nature of, of living in, in Minnesota in springtime, you know, the transition from winter to spring. So it's, it's been kind of crazy. And, you know, my wife's like, well, you can't call it spring because we're going to get another snowstorm. I'm like, yeah, I know we're going to get another snowstorm, but you know, I, I can still be happy about the fact <laughs> that it's warm enough for me to go walk outside right oh, now without well i mean i love the, the idea of that kind of um shift in the seasons because i mean here it just rains it's like warm rain and cold rain that's pretty much all we get you know what i mean we get about 340 days of rain I, I do i do love the change in the seasons it's 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 funny because people are like how can you live there it's so fucking cold in the winter and i'm like yeah, but then you appreciate the warmth of the spring and like I just I love the transition. You, you get the you get the the beauty of the spring and then summer is awesome. You get time on the lakes and then fall you get the change of the leaves and the colors and it's football season and all the you know all the all the that's it. I'm coming over. You have convinced me. Yeah, I'm let's do over. it, man. Let's do it. I I, I want to get you, I want to get you over here, man. We we've been talking about that for God two two years plus now, and you know yeah. this this whole pandemic thing threw a threw a wrench in the in the plan, but uh, big time, big definitely time. No, we definitely would love to get you over there. I'd be class, you know. I mean, I, I, because things are starting to open up, you're starting to you know get your get yourself back. Yeah, I can do this. I can go places again, and I can start booking things. And so it's it's yeah, it's great. It's great. So we, well, we you got uh, you got what seven? You got seven months almost to the day. We got seven months until the Twin Cities Kettlebell opens. So seven months, seven months in a week um, between now and between now and October twenty second. So you know, okay. I think I think we should yeah, get you. We should get you over here for a, for a, a kettle yoga a kettle yoga seminar after the Twin Cities Kettlebell open. I think that would be that would okay. be hell of a lot of fun. I think that'd be awesome. I think it'd be, it'd be well, hopefully be well received. Because, you know, the, the one I was doing last weekend, I'm sorry to keep having back to it, but it was the first time that I'd done a workshop for somebody who wasn't involved in kettlebell sport at all. Because all my other seminars were obviously with people who, who I'd met before through kettlebell sport or who would do kettlebell sport. And um, this guy, James, I was on his podcast, the Health Autority podcast, and he was like, uh, you know, I found what you're saying really interesting. I lift hard style kettlebells. He does the strength first. And he was like, um, would you come over and just let talk to us about you know kettlebell sport? And um, everybody who's coming is, is into Arstead. Nobody's done sport before. So like, oh, that'd be an interesting challenge. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd be like, if okay, fuckers yeah, think you're strong, huh? <laughs> Let's set a like, timer. How many people going to going to think about this? You know, because the breathing technique is totally different. It's all yep. about relaxation. You know, least mode instead of beast mode. And you know, so how many people going to think about it? So at the start, you could see they were kind of a little bit skeptical. And then you started talking about what you've done with kettlebells. So like you said, look, I lifted 232s for 10 minutes. And people are going to like, did what? And then, yeah, yeah, and I lifted, you know, 220s for 60 minutes. And, and then I lifted 216s for 120 minutes. And they were like, you did what? How? <laughs> Let me show you how. <laughs> you know? The hook was in, and then they were they were reeled in. But they they really, really enjoyed it. And they all got something out of it. Because in, in the strength forest, um, when you're doing your, you have to pass a test to become yep. an instructor. There's yep. the, the 100 rep snatch yep. with a 24. Five, 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 minute, five minutes, 24, 24 kilos, 100 reps. And you were saying, look, you know, there, there, there's, there's women out there who could do that with one arm. Abigail Johnston, anyone? Abigail, you, you name about four or five Russians off the top of my head. Yep. Who could do that without, with just one arm, you know, and, and the guys are going, they did what? I don't believe you. And then you show them and they're like, that's incredible. <laughs> so it's like a different way of using the same implement. So they were just fascinating by it. They really were so. 
Oh, that's great. that's awesome. They were open. They were open to it, and that that because that's the that's really the key. Like I I I broke my own my own rule and and got into a Facebook uh, a Facebook. It wasn't really a spat, but I, I've been I've been really trying to not engage with people that are being combative or anything on Facebook. But there was this there was this guy who posted in the Kettlebell Kings chat about how you know he's like I don't understand why anybody would do kettlebell sport when you can get just as you can get just as good a workout and, or a better workout doing doing hard style and yeah and I was like I was like okay you don't, you, it's different intense. You don't under, you, it, exactly. you don't, you don't, you don't understand. And the guy was a Brazilian jujitsu instructor. And so I was like, okay, he's like, he's like, the only time I use kettlebell sport is when I'm hurt or uh, when I, when I, when I'm recovering. And I was like, I was like, okay, what's your experience with hard style versus kettlebell sport? And he was like, well, I've, he's like, I've, I've been doing, I've, I've been doing it because I was like, your, your comment clearly shows a, a lack of understanding of the physical requirements of kettlebell sport. And, and he was like, you're, you're wrong. If you think I don't understand kettlebell, I was like, that's not what I said. I said, you didn't understand kettlebell sport. So what's your experience? Like, oh, I've, I've, I've only, I've only, I've only done it once this past, I got exposed to it last year and I've only done it when I'm hurt or, or sick. And I'm like, I've been doing hard style for, for 15 years. I'm like, great. So you have a very differential level of understanding of hard style versus, versus sport. Like you have what I would call a white belts level understanding of kettlebell sport like maybe you should listen to other people who are giving giving you feedback when when you ask for feedback yeah exactly listen i mean to have that have that white belt mentality listen to other people other people have ideas as well you're not the center of the universe and that's what i just thought some people just think that they're right about everything but i mean it was great that that james was so open to bring me over because I was saying to him, I said, look, hardstyle kettlebells are fantastic. They're absolutely yeah. fantastic. If you're a combat athlete, if you're a sport, like a field sport athlete, that you need that explosivity, you go hardstyle all the way. Always do hardstyle, the training. If you're someone who's into endurance, if you're a swimmer or a rower or, you know, a long distance runner or whatever, then you're, you, you go GS because it's going to really, really help you with, you know, strength there's, endurance. There's a, place, there's a place for both. Like, so, so even if you're, even if you're a rugby player, right. Rugby is a very anaerobic sport for, for the most part in the similar way of, of American football, right. Or soccer, right. Yeah. Yes. You need to have an aerobic base, but, but the, the, the differentiators are the ability to perform anaerobically, the, the sprinting, like those are the things that really differentiate. Well, guess what? You need to have a well-rounded, you need to be powerful. You also need to have car, you need to have cardiovascular base, right? So a hybrid approach is actually probably best because you should work on power development. Hard style is great for that as is barbell as our, you know, heavy loads moved explosively. There's a value to that, but also if you can, be efficient and work on your gait and work on your mobility and work on your cardio. Like those things are also super important. So hybrid approaches are usually actually best, but you have to be open-minded. And be open-minded, be open-minded. That's exactly it, you know? And if if more people were like that, the world would be a hell of a lot easier. And like social media is just right for people who just believe their rights. And generally it's, it's younger, you know, generally, I, I'm, I'm being sweeping generalizations here, but younger people would tend to say, oh, this is the one way to do it. Back so, I mean, in my I, day, people well, used no. to listen. <laughs> but I mean, it's just that, that's the reason I call myself Irish Move Athlete, because I, I like to just explore every avenue of, of training. And just, just everybody has something to give, you know. And even when I'm doing the mobility course, I have talked to like ballerinas and yogis and martial artists and Russian strongmen, and everybody has a different you know, every, all these little tributaries flow into the river of mobility. I mean, no one has their own right way. So it's nice to talk to people and take everything on board and do what Bruce Lee says. Take it on a board. What applies to you? Take it. If it doesn't bite you, chuck it over your shoulder and try something else. You know? Yeah. What? Be open. Be open. 
you have to you have to be you have to be willing to be wrong you have to be willing to uh try things that that might be beyond your beyond your uh current comprehension but i think that's i think that's super i think that's super important i got a i got a i got a game for you that i that i want to that i want to play with you real quick um wait a second i gotta i gotta pull i gotta pull up my notes here um where did I, i'll pour myself another whiskey it's uh it's it's called how irish is it um since since we are since we are <laughs> since we are celebrating saint patrick's day here um, i'm i'm uh i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and ask you a few a few things i'm gonna give you a list of things and you can tell me how irish something actually is because i think there's a lot of things that we do in america that we think are irish and they're really not that irish or not oh, irish. looking forward to this okay. not, ir- not irish at all um but you can you can few stereotypes debate here let's go yeah let's 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 go at it so you could you could tell me all right so how how irish is it um wearing green on saint patrick's day or else you get pinched 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 yeah pinched no that never heard of it <laughs> never, never heard of it okay never heard of it. all right how about uh, how about green beer Green beer does happen in Ireland. Yes, I remember drinking that as a student and, and puking green puke. So that, that stands <laughs> in my head pretty vividly. But yeah, there is green beer, not a lot of it, but there's definitely, there definitely is a bit of green beer around. Yeah. Okay, so there is so there is green beer. Drinking drinking Guinness. Oh Jesus! Very 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 Irish, right? Oh, that's as Irish as it gets. I'll be having a few of them tomorrow, and I can't wait. I just poured I just poured one right right now so that's that's why that's why that came to mind okay how about drinking Jameson is is Jameson a very popular Irish whiskey um Jameson oh look my wife just look at my wife just brought in the best wife ever (laughs) (laughs) gotcha man yeah and and a bottle of James (laughs) <laughs> she also brought a bottle of Jameson. It's okay. It's it's apparently fairly Irish. Does she know about the O'Shaughnessy uh, Distillery? Did you she tell us? She's very she's, she's uh, very happy with that. The, the O'Shaughnessy Distillery, love. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, she's very pleased with the O'Shaughnessy Distillery. <laughs> All right, she's gonna have to come check it out. Definitely. Definitely. One hundred percent. All right. Yeah, so, Jameson would be, would be popular, definitely. Yeah. De- okay, Jameson's prop, proper Irish. All right. How about an Irish car bomb? Irish car bomb I haven't heard of. That's a drink. Okay, so it's you take you take a like a three ounce pour of Guinness, and then you take a shot of uh, like Bailey's Irish cream, and you drop it inside, and then you and then you slam it. Heard of it, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a thing. It wouldn't be a big thing here at all. No. Not not a thing. Okay, not a thing. No. How how about uh, corn corn beef and cabbage? Corn beef, no um, bacon. bacon and cabbage. bacon, right? Yeah, bacon or bacon ribs, ribs and cabbage is massive. Yeah. Okay, so corn corn beef. I know I know the story behind this. Corn beef became a thing. It's more of an Irish American thing because yeah. uh, because Irish bacon in in America was really expensive, and so they were like they're like, oh fuck that, I'll get I'll get something cheaper. And corn beef was cheaper, so so they approximated it and did and well, yeah, did. no, you're, you're you're close enough with that because yeah, like the Irish fare would be fairly plain. So I mean, like you're talking bacon or bacon ribs and potatoes with butter and cabbage and. <laughs> It is absolutely delicious. I made I made five I made five pounds of uh, of red potatoes mashed uh, for for just me and my wife to eat over the past two days, and it's been oh, it's been yeah. fantastic. But I did make corned beef and cabbage as well. That's a that's a tradition for me, even though it's not it's not as Irish as maybe maybe I had originally thought. How about oh, man, uh, you got to come over here? 
I, I, yeah, that that needs to happen. I need to come to the old country. Um, how about catch, catching a catching a leprechaun? We've we've had my kids trying to trap a leprechaun for about four years now, and they keep coming up with more and more uh, nefarious and ingenious ways of trying to catch a leprechaun. Yet they never actually get one. Um, there's some great old stories. I'm actually reading a great couple of great books on Irish mythology at the moment. And leprechauns are, are, are huge in it, you know. Um, the Tuatha Dé Dan and all that kind of stuff, you know, all the Fiona Cool and all those old stories. So. Um, they're huge, but it wouldn't be a thing. It wouldn't be a thing here. No, definitely not. You know, not, not, not much talk about it. But in the uh, old Irish folk, it's more, it's more, it's more for the kids that we we try and get the kids. kids. We try and get the kids to catch a leprechaun, and we tell them if they can catch a but leprechaun, they get to keep his gold. A lot of here is um, fairy, fairy walks, fairy forts, and um, fairy doors. So there's a lot of um, fa- fairy stuff here, but leprechauns not as much. Okay. How about uh, dying, dying your rivers green or bodies of water green? Have you have you heard oh, of that? No, don't have here at all. <laughs> but you know, my wife is just shouting and said they have done it in Dublin once or twice. So okay, they've done it a couple of times. They do it in Chicago every year. That's part of the South Side South Side Irish Parade. Uh, they 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 dye the river green for St. Patrick's Day in Chicago. But that's uh, that's an American thing. I, I had a, I had a feeling. Wife just said the river in Cork is always green because it's so polluted. <laughs> Yeah, there, yeah. There's an old old joke in Chicago. It's like they die they die it green for St. Patrick's Day. They can't die it fucking blue for the rest of the year, so it doesn't look like shit. But <laughs> <laughs> pretty similar. It's, yeah, it's that, that kind that kind of situation. How about uh, how about shamrock shakes? Have you ever even heard of a shamrock shake? No. <laughs> That's a McDonald's thing. It's a mint. It's a mint shake that is green. Um, <laughs> oh, never heard of it. <laughs> they're 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 actually they're actually pretty good, but uh, they're not very good for you, obviously. All right. How about uh, how about how about getting hammered drunk? Oh man, I'm half hammered drunk now. <laughs> what about stay, what about staying sober? I've actually heard that a lot of Irish people stay sober because it is Lent. St. Patrick's Day typically falls during Lent, and there are some people that abstain from alcohol during Lent. Is that true, or is that I mean, bullshit? It's the most Irish thing ever to put patties in the middle of Lent. Everyone just goes on the fucking lash. You know what I mean? It's the most Irish thing ever. Like, let's put patties there right in the middle of Lent, so we can just have one day off and go mad and have a little drink, and then go back to Lent again for a few more days afterwards. No, but everybody—I mean, everybody I know—I was talking today. I work in a shop, and everybody is going out on the lash tomorrow. Everyone. Everyone I've talked to, I talked about 150 people today. And for those of us that that don't speak that don't speak uh, Irish Irish English, uh, going out on the lash means getting hammered drunk, right? Yes, going out <laughs> on the lash is getting pissed or getting drunk. Exactly. All so, right. But I think, I think it's mainly because we couldn't do it. I mean, all the the, the St. Patrick's Day parades, everything were closed down for the last two years, which has never happened ever in Ireland before. Yeah. So um, because of that, I think this year, the first year in two. That we can all go out. So I think everyone is making the most of it. And for the first time ever, we're having St. Patrick's Day. Everyone has a bank holiday day off tomorrow. And they're giving us the day off on Friday as well. Oh, you, know, you get a hangover day too? Oh, God. You get a hangover day. So everyone is going out with the base. But we have Friday and the weekend off as well. So. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that's... I can't wait. Yeah, that's 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 fantastic. Well, and isn't I mean, isn't one of the benefits of being not to be pejorative to Catholics, but isn't one of the benefits of being Catholic? You can be like, yeah, I was supposed to stay sober, but I got hammered drunk, but I went to confession and I was absolved of my sins by the priest. I did my ten Hail Marys, and now it's all good. <laughs> right? Exactly, man. 
always beg forgiveness. <laughs> so long as so long as you <laughs> repent and you pay your penance, you're good, man. You just you can do it and then get forgiveness afterwards. <laughs> I, that's I mean I like that approach to life generally, right? Like like do, do it, do it, then ask for forgiveness. Don't ask for permission. I, exactly. I generally it's the Catholic like... way. <laughs> interrupt this episode to announce a new sponsor for the platform podcast driven nutrition is now the official supplement company that i am affiliated with for the twin cities kettlebell club as well as for the twin cities kettlebell open in 2022 they offer a wide range of high quality supplements and i am very very excited to partner with them they are a small company that communicates really well, good customer service. And I really love the the quality and the taste of all of their supplements. And they have uh, everything that you need basically uh, from, from jump. You can get creatine monohydrate, high quality proteins, uh, as well as sleep aids, fish oil, um, all of the quality supplements, the, the basics, you know, the, the fundamental supplements that I recommend for, for all of my clients and for all of my athletes. So check it out at driven nutrition there's an affiliate link in the episode notes and you can use code tckb to get 15 percent off of your order All right, last last one, and I, I know the answer to this because you were scolding me about it. Um, spelling spelling St. Patty's P A T T Y apostrophe S St. Patty's Day. <laughs> People can't see you, man. He's covering he's covering his ears and then shaking his head at me. Shot dead, shot dead on the spot. <laughs> so okay, but explain the logic to me because it's St. Patrick's Day, P A T R I C K. Right, and yet it's St. Patty's, which is DDYS. Um, yes, St. Patty's is short for Patrick over here. So I mean, I've a lot of friends called Patrick, and we, we never call him Patrick; we just call him Paddy. You know, so he's Paddy, like Paddy or Pat. So it's Paddy's Day or Patrick's Day, because Paddy is the kind of the abbreviation for Patrick over here. Well, why so is Paddy. it DD? Why is it not TT? Is that a, is that because when it's, it's like TT, Pat, it's a female? Like, like, like we have Paddy's Paddy's whiskey. So like Paddy is the Irish kind of almost the Gaelic portion of, of Patrick, P-A-D-D-Y. And then people probably just misheard it, called it Patty. Because well, it's just like people like me are like, well, if it's St. Patrick's Day, it should be P-A-T-T-Y. Like that to me oh. made logical sense, but you know, no, I've been, no, I've been wrong funny. most of my life. Just ask my no. wife. So, you know, no, ain't no Patty, man. There ain't no P-A-T-T-Y over here. No way. <laughs> it's Patty's Day or Patrick's Day. That's it. But it's, generally it's Patty's. Patty's Day. And uh, how do you guys, do you guys, uh, do you guys always say, you say, you say Slancha any day of the year, right? Not just, not just St. Not just St. Patty's day. Right. I mean, we still, we, like I still use a couple of, couple of lawyers for a couple of folk, a couple of lawyers for you know, in day-to-day life, you know, and people will as well when they come into the shop, you know, and you get a couple of people who will try, will speak a few words of Irish to you. It's, I would say it's a dying language. It's a very, very small minority of people speak it, which is a shame, you know, that all comes from, you know, the, the British invasion and all that kind of stuff like uh, 100, 150 years ago and um, killing off the languages and the, and the culture and all trying to anyway. But um, I think it's a shame it's not spoken more. You know, myself personally, I'd, I'd love to speak 
may be able to speak more of it. But um, there is some areas like we are, my, myself and my wife and my family went over to um, an island off of the, the coast of Cork, which is down the very, very end of, of um, down the southwest of Ireland. And 45 minutes out of the ferry down off the end of Ireland, there's like an island called Cape Clear. And that's what they call um, an Irish-speaking area. So everyone on the island spoke Irish. Now, they obviously speak English as well, but I mean, most people speak I, Irish. Irish meaning Gaelic, right? Yeah, Irish, the Irish language. Yeah. So, I mean, it was lovely to, to be able to, to, you know, to, to give your, your, your couple of words in Irish and they were speaking a batch. I was like, yeah, this is nice. This, this is the way it was, you know, 200 years ago here. Everyone yeah. just spoke this. But I mean, like we have our, our, our it's almost like an Irish version of English. Because I mean, when I go over to England and, you know, people can barely understand my accent. And they, they have a couple of colloquialisms that people don't understand and stuff. So like, it, it, there is our own version of it. But yeah, the Irish language is a beautiful language. You know, one of the oldest in the world. Yeah, it is. It is one. Of, it is one of the oldest spoken languages in that's still that's still alive today, which yeah. is which is very which is very very cool. So, all right. Do you have a do you have a favorite uh, do you have a favorite toast or an Irish blessing that that you that you give that you like to that you like to drink to? No, no. It's always just slancha. You know, slancha. You know what I mean? <laughs> Pretty much it for me. Um, and that kind of says it all. You know. So it's and slancha means to health, right, or to life. To your, to your health. That's it exactly. To your good head. So slancha to you, my friend. Slancha to we, you, sir. Good to good to talk to you again. Um, Absolutely. Just talking about the stone lifting, I want to tell you a little story. Um, I was I, I found the, the very first ever Irish ancient lifting stone. I think you might have seen that on a previous podcast. Yeah. But um, and if you didn't, I'll tell you. I was researching Irish lifting stones because I went to Scotland and I'll tell you about that in a few minutes as well. We lifted 14 to 16 uh, stones over there. And I remember talking to you about going over there. Yeah. But, um, and I was like, we're Celtic and, and the Scots are Celtic. So there has to be a crossover somewhere. I mean, there has to be an Ir- ancient Irish lifting stones somewhere in Ireland. Surely, you know what I mean? We're the same, we're the same culture, you know? So I got to research and, and I heard about this guy called Limo Flaherty, who, who, um, who is from an island off of County Galway, which is on the west coast of Ireland and a small island called Inishmore. And he was from Inishmore. He wrote, wrote a short story called The Stone, which is about a lifting stone that the fishermen used to use. It was a social status. So if you could lift the stone, you know, the men thought you were really strong, the women found you more attractive. So it was like, it was, it was a social status. And I said, before the ancient times of men, this particular stone was being lifted on the island. So you're, you're talking probably hundreds, maybe even like a thousand years ago, that this stone was being lifted on Inishmore. And this guy wrote a story about it. So I was like, is this mythology or is this true? So I got to talking to some, like, contacts with some people on the island, and they were like, you know, that stone's actually said that's 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 true. That that stone exists, and do you know where it is? No. So I was trawling through old stuff in libraries and stuff, and I found someone said that it's on this particular path on this island. So I was like, shit, I feel like fucking Indiana Jones here. You know, there's an actual Irish stone <laughs> that no one has found in a hundred years has been forgotten about. So myself and my friend, who we do a bit of training with at the back, he's a cameraman, we said, wait, we're going to fuck off to Inish, Inish Moor and see can we find this uh, ancient Irish lifting stone? Because I have an idea where it might be on this path. So we went over on this ferry and it was the fucking roughest day of the year. Gale force seven, the water, the winds, the boat was oh. like this. You get on the island, there's no cars on the island, you have to rent a bike, half hour bike through the wind, you know what I mean? Get lashed yeah. with rain. go down this path and I find this big lump of granite beside the small little plinth and the lump of granite was pink and all the rest of the stones everywhere were grey and I was like this is the fucking age this is it this is the stone so I got a lift on it just got my boat to ground with it 
I was like, I'm the first person to pick this up in 100 years. And I found the ancient Irish lived in Stone of more that no one has even talked about. Or anything. So I, I, I put up a blog about it. I said I found it. And now I have people come from all over the world, people come from America, people come from all over Europe, uh, Scotland, Iceland. They want to come over now and lift because this is an actual ancient Irish lifting stone that was recorded in stories and tales. And I found it. <laughs> I found it. He said, my friend Peter found it. So you're now part of the history because people are actually phoning me now and say, where is it? I'm giving them the map. And, you know, I have a pinned exactly where it is. And they're like, you know, thanks a million for taking the time to, to find it. I'm like, that's the first. I'm sure there's more around. So I'm going to be researching this now for the next 12 months. Like, you know, and, and, and it's great. Like, you, you feel like an archaeologist. You know, you're, you're a strength archaeologist, I suppose. You know, well, I mean, if, it, 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 I mean, I got to give you kudos, man, because I, like I'm as you were telling that story, as someone with Irish heritage, it made me be like, fuck, I want to go lift that. Like, I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like that, like that, like I felt that stir in my soul where I was like, I was like, okay, he found, he found a stone that, that maybe some, maybe just maybe, but maybe some of my forebearers lifted, right. To prove that they were men. Right. And like, uh, there's, there's that part of me that's like, fuck, I want to go over there and I want to find that fucking stone. And I want, and I want to see, can I, can I pick, can I pick it up off the ground? Like my, whatever, great, 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 great grandfather did. However many greats it is. Right. Like there's, there's that, there's just something about that, that like, it's just got that that primal vibe about it. Do you know what I mean? And it's 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 part of, of the history of the land. You know, I mean. So before I buy a ticket, how much did it weigh? <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I'm talking about 180 kilos here. Um, oh. the, the valid lift, and, and in the story it said that a valid lift was to break the crimp with it. So literally, you're talking just if, to, if, 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 just to get, get it the off the ground. It, yeah, the wind under it. That's a valid lift. If okay. you can get it to your lap the men thought you were one of the strongest men who ever lived. And if you could chest it, you were gone down as a hero of the nation. Almost, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. There you're... wasn't many records of men who did, who did chest it, but there was a couple. So I'm working on my strength to go over and see, can I lift this thing up the chest in the next maybe six to 12 months? I'm working really hard on, on lifting heavier stones. Just to say, like, you could be one of the guys who, if you'd done that like 200 years ago, you were probably the, the king of the island. You know what I mean? Yeah. People would lift that thing. So That's it's, awesome. It's it's, it's awesome. And like I said, the, the Scottish tour, Jordans, you know, maybe we were, I was talking to you about the Fina stone. Yeah. And the last scene, like the Fina warriors. And like we, we I was brought up with stories of film. You, had, you had to be able to lift it to your chest and then you had to be able to, you had to be able to duck under a sword at, at full without breaking stride. Right. Like exactly. exactly. So and that was the Fina test. So yeah. I wasn't that drunk when we talked last time. No, I, I, I was, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. But I mean, I went over and I found the Fina stone with them, with, with Jamie, who was my, my tour guide over in Scotland. And just to lay hands on this thing, because you're like, how many men have picked this thing up over the past thousand years? You know what I mean? How many people have lifted this to chest? How many have tried? How many have failed? And I, this was the last stone on the day. This is the, the 11th stone I lifted on that day. On that day? On that day, I lifted 10 stones before that. You know, and they're all at least 100 kilos. But you were warmed up, is what you're telling me. You were good and warm. I was warmed up. I was also <laughs> or tired. But by the time I got to that one, it's like, when it, the minute I saw it, because I'd seen it in videos, I'd seen it in pictures, I'd, I'd thought about it. This is the one I wanted to lift. And the minute I saw it, like, I literally ran over to it, kind of put my hand on it. I was like, you just get a, a vibe of it. You know what I mean? It's like, this, this, how many people have put their hand on this? So, I said, what's the, the best traditional lift I can do? We rolled it out 10 feet away from the plinth. He said, the length of your kilt is 10 feet, so let's just let's pick that up, walk it to the plinth and put it on it. So 
I did it. And it was just, it was one of these feelings like that was absolutely fantastic. You know, it was amazing. It was like Warriors done this a thousand years, lifted this exact thing, you know, here, this, and it's right, it's there, it's still there. You know what I mean? So I can't wait to go back and do it again, but it was just, just to do it was, was a great feeling. And I was over there with two friends of mine and one of my friends was so impressed and he, like, he, he's not a stone lifter. He gave it a go. He couldn't break the ground. But he made me a, a, a fiend, a knife, um, a little OM knife like made from slate stone with um, a timber base. And he put the date of the lift on it and he made it with beaten brass and stuff. He said, look, just, just to, to mark that, he said, that was just such an impressive thing to do. So it, it, it was awesome. It was kind of like, um, why you, why you give me love? Here we, oh, here she, my wife's bought it in for me. Here's, here's the fiend of stone, right? The fiend of knife. So he gave me the little Irish flag on it. So this is made, and here this is an OM which is old Irish Celtic writing, okay? This is what they used to write on old um, stones. It's just lines. And this is Fianna in, in Ohm, old Celtic writing. And you have, you have the date on the back of it. So, yeah, pretty awesome. Pretty awesome, that, man, yeah. That is, that is fantastic. That is that is amazing. I, I, I can't, I can't imagine, like, that, there's just something about that that, may, like, it makes me want to, makes me want to pick up pick up a, a stone right it's it's just one of those nice. things like there's there's something about that thread that connects us to our history that that is so that's exactly what it is and it's a tangible thread it's something that you, it's there it's not just in a book it's actually there in front of you so i mean you can go and become a part of history you know yeah. i can say maybe like in 20 30 years i'm hopefully from still around to my kids i said look you know i don't that and you know hopefully you might do it someday and stuff and it's it's something like you said you can pass on down and nobody can ever take it away if you don't it, you know? So I'm trying to start that kind of thing now here in Ireland. I have people coming over, Jamie, who who took me around Scotland. He's coming over in two weeks' time to do the Copper Coast, the Copper Coast Stones that I, I lifted over COVID, but I gave them worth by giving them a name and weighed them. And now, just because I've done that, there's people coming from, from all over the world to come lift these stones. Yeah. And it's really it's interesting to see like, you know, what is worth, you know? How do you give something worth? You know, you give it worth by... Like I said, giving it a name and, and lifting it and putting it out in social media and all of a sudden people are interested and it's like, oh yeah, that's a cool looking thing. And now it's become something that people want to travel to lift, you know, so it's, 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 it's a pretty cool thought process when you get into it, you know. Why have, you, have you, have you done any, have you done any lifting with uh, the, the Atlas stones with the strongman stones? Have you done any, cause those are standardized, right? So they're a little bit, a, yeah. a little bit easier. Have you, have you tested yourself with any of those, with any of those stones? Would you believe it? I've just bought uh, an Atlas stone mold and I'm going to start making one um, this week. So yeah, <laughs> the Atlas stones are, are um, they're, they're the round stones, you know, yeah. the, the natural stones are more of a, a asymmetrical and just the whatever, whatever shape nature made them. Whatever. That's what they are. Could be anything. But I mean, the Atlas stones will be interesting because um, again, it's just a different challenge. So I, I bought a mold and like I work in a, in a hardware place so I can just, get all the cement and stuff and make it myself so i'm looking forward to doing that now this week definitely nice that's yeah that's that's awesome i've i've uh, i've done some at i've done some atlas stones back when i was fucking about with uh with with some strongman lifting but uh, you'll you'll appreciate this i was i was out on the, the hunting land that my that my family owns here in in uh minnesota and and i saw i saw uh, a landmark stone that, that we have on the land that when we go around the perimeter to to clear trees and everything before hunting season um they were like they're like oh yeah at the at the the old petrified log you go left and you know and it's like i was like oh okay cool and i was driving i was driving past it on the on the uh on the four-wheeler and i was like 
I stopped and I was like, I wonder how heavy that fucking thing is. <laughs> yeah. You think about it, right? If you lifted that and it's it's got a bit of history there and you weighed it and you put a name on it, I guarantee you people are coming. Well, and that's that was the thing. I was like, I, and I thought about you when I when I did because I was like, I was like, I was like, David, David would appreciate this. It's just, it's just one of those like, well, why did you know, like, why did you try and do that? Because it was there and it's been there for God knows how long. Like, it's literally a petrified log. Like, how long does it take for a piece of wood? to petrify into stone right or, or to, to the consistency of stone so i was like so i was like i try i you know and it's i mean it's a good it's a good probably like you know meter long so so i was i was trying to see like how can i how can i get my hands under it and how could i how could i you know how could i even try and get so i actually straddled it and 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 like tried to see if i could get it and i couldn't i couldn't break ground with it but i, I was i was moving it but i couldn't i couldn't get it i couldn't oh, get it off of it oh you find if you can move it you can break the ground with it but you just got to get the right balance point if well, move, that that could be that could be, but also what I lacked was uh, mobility <laughs> to get my ass to, down lower to where I could to where I could. Okay, I mean, I could okay. get down to it, but I couldn't. I couldn't get there with any strength. I couldn't express any strength that that deep. So I had to come up to a yeah. to a tension point that that I'm used to, which is like a dead about the height of a deadlift, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, I couldn't I couldn't express any strength that that deep. <laughs> so which which you have to. Will you at least take a photograph of it for me? Will you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the next time, yeah, next time I'm up there, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take a, I'll take a photo of it, and uh, we'll, we'll see. But it was one of those. I was just like, I was like, ah, oh, damn, you did. <laughs> it gave me the, gave me, a, gave me a wild hair that I was gonna, I was gonna see, and I have no idea how much it weighs because I mean, I, I could barely move it. So it was, I mean, it's heavy. It's, it's heavy as fuck. But uh, it just made, it made me think of you because I, I was like, ah, that's been there for a long ass time. I want. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. I love that. I mean, I love something like that with a bit of history to it. You know, but that, that's that's awesome. And the fact that it's been on your land that long, and like I said, it's, it's a petrified truck. Yeah, like yeah, yeah it's that's the thing. Like that it's, doesn't happen over ten to fifty years. You know, that takes thousands. Yeah, years. yeah, and that, I don't know. It's, you know, for all I know, it's it's attached. It's attached to the ground. <laughs> you know, the ground has grown around it. But you know, it's like. <laughs> It's a tree trunk. No wonder you can't pull it up. It's yeah, but but it was but it was like I felt like I was moving it. It was it was and it was fun to try. Like that's that's the thing. And I was like, ah, oh, maybe maybe there's something to this stone lifting. Maybe I need to start thinking. Maybe I need to start thinking about that. Maybe that's what I should have done when I, when I can't lift anything overhead. Well, fuck stone lifting. <laughs> if you can get it to your waist, you're doing well. So maybe that's what I need to be focusing on. I was just about to say it, you man. It's I tell you what, it's it's some strength training because like I was doing kettlebell sport for the first time probably in in in, in a little while. Um. At the course, teaching the workshop last weekend, and I like, even swinging two thirty twos. Like, very fucking light. Now, obviously, only for a few reps, you know, between five to ten reps. But I mean, because Wait, did you like, just say that thirty twos felt light? Yeah, I mean, Fuck like, off. you're lifting sixty four kilos, right? Okay, you know, it's sixty four kilos, but like, I'm lifting double that twice between three times a week. I I know, I know. It's just that uh, they never, they've never felt light. <laughs> I've just never had that experience. I mean, obviously. With the cardio element, you know, when we want to bring it out by the reps, that's where it, that's where it catch me. But weight-wise, they don't feel heavy anymore. You know what I mean? So I think the likes of a bit of stone lifting training would, would be a, a really cool, um, different way of, of doing a bit of strength training for for kettlebell sport. Because like again, you're in that kind of bent over position. It's almost like like a swing, like the back of a swing position when you're when you're picking it up. So to have strength in that area makes a huge difference when you're when you're cleaning bells you know well just, since just, since you've moved beyond your your uh your wife's rock weight can 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 i can, can i have you ship me her rock and i'll i'll fuck up my backyard tossing that tossing that that stone around for a little bit <laughs> <laughs> have your name in it first and then ship it over to america and 
We can. Oh, you don't want it now. It's just full of fucking mud and this. Oh well, I mean that's what's going to happen when I'm throwing it about my backyard anyway. So it'd be great. It'll be perfect. Just carve your name in it, and we'll say, you know, we'll we'll, we'll start shipping shipping it about the United States and and having people lift it. Oh man, it's great fun. I'm just loving it. I'm just having the best time ever, you know. And it's like it's great to be able to do it, and I guess still be able to get that mobility stuff in as well. It's just it's so it's so much fun. I'm having a great time training. Like you know, what I mean because. I don't have any like major specific goals at the moment. I'm just really enjoying it. You know, it's, I was, I was, I was just going to ask you, like, so what's, so what's next? Like, what is, what are you striving? Is there anything you're striving towards, or is it really just like, no, I'm, I'm having fun and I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing whatever I enjoy. What, what are you working on? At the moment, it's, it's again, it'll be really working on the workshops and, and I'm writing a new book, which I've actually have written the book on them, um, and I just need to get a few photographs and put it together on hip mobility and I tested it out with the guys in the last workshop and I was on a workshop in, in, um, in another workshop in England uh, six weeks previous and I tested those two workshops out on the new book hip strength mobility work you know you should and call it do, hips don't lie by David Kelly something I have to look at a name um hip don't lie sounds good you know you know so just, something just like get that. Shakira to sign off on it and maybe maybe she can give you a few photos and you'll be you, you'll sell like yeah hot cakes, be lovely. whatever yeah. she wants <laughs> but um, it, <laughs> but it, it it went down really well. People really enjoyed it. You know, they they really got something out of it, and it it's, it's showed up people um pretty quickly where their um deficiencies were. You know what I mean? What what needed work? You know, so I almost called it like a work in instead of a workout. I said you figure out pretty quickly what your internal external rotations like, what your flexion, adduction, adduction, whatever. What needs work? And people did. Like oh geez, I didn't know my left hip wasn't you know my internal rotation was terrible. I didn't know that, you know, but now I do. And now I know what I need to work on. So it, 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 it really went down well. So I'm, I'm, the first thing is to get that finished in the next month and send that out into the uh, ether and see what people think about it. It's almost like a, like a second part to the Kettle Yoga book. Um, and that's the first thing next um, in, in terms of training um, is go to Iceland and lift the, uh, the Icelandic stones. Um, I really want to lift the, the full sterker, the, the full strength stone, 150 kilos, the, the Dritvik stones over in Iceland. So I'm training for that. Um, and that's been a kind of a, a goal. That and the Husafell stone in Iceland would be two I really, really want to do. And I've always wanted to visit the place anyway. It's a beautiful looking place. I'm, I'm big into going out into nature, as you can probably see from my posts. I'm always at the beach. So to go out there to see Iceland as an actual place would be phenomenal. And to, to lift the stones would be the, the, the icing on the cake. So that's something I want to do at the end of the year. Um, kettlebells wise, I've got a good friend of mine, Chris Gill, Chris um, gifted me a, a 48 kg gold um, kettlebell king um, comp bell um, in my last, I, I drove over to, to, to Britain in my, uh, six weeks ago and he, he just gave me that as a, as a thanks for helping me out over the years with mobility and all that kind of stuff. He just like, gave me a 48 kilo bell. I was like, Jesus Christ. So like, I'm, I'm really having fun playing with the 48 kilo at the moment doing doing bend presses. I'm going to get a bend press on the left. I got a bend press on the right with it. Um, so I've been pressing the left. I've got a lot of little little things that I have on my head that I want to do, you know. But um, it's 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 just been fun doing it. Like I'm not putting any major pressure on myself, you know. So it's it's um, I've got a lot of little goals. I'm just going to keep enjoying it as much as I can, you know, because because like I said before, I have done everything I want to do with the sports. You know, I've I've, I've got my master sports and I've got my my world titles and I've got my world record and I've got all that kind of stuff. So now it's just seeing what my body can do while I still can do it because I'll be 43 this year so it's pushing myself expanding my comfort zone as much as I can until until the 
obvious decline will happen in a couple of years' time. But I'm just really having fun getting as strong as mobile as possible, sure. What's your own goals? I mean, what, what, what are you thinking of? Oh, man. I mean, at this point, get healthy, <laughs> right? Like, that's... that's... That's uh, that's the big thing for me is uh, figure out what's going on with my shoulder. I'm I'm probably going to need shoulder surgery, is what I learned today. So uh, you know, get getting getting that taken care of, and then just get back get back under get back under the bells. And uh, I, you know, my my plan has always been to try and age into master a sport. <laughs> so I'm I'm like I'm just going to keep lifting until until I'm until I'm old and uh, and I can keep my numbers high enough that I can keep uh, that I can keep lifting well. I, honestly, like. Um, I, I was telling some of my friends the other day, like I I'm to the point. I, I think I'm more of a coach than I am a lifter at this point, just because um, I get so much more. Well, I mean, part of it is I, I I've never been a high, a super high level lifter. So uh, there, there is part of that is just the realization that, that I'm, I'm probably, I, I may or may not ever achieve master of sport, but uh, like seeing my, my athletes hit master of sport or CMS or, you know, like that, that means so much to me seeing that. And then like, like I said, like introducing new people to the sport is so exciting to me. Like I love, I love teaching people that, you know, like you were talking about the, the transitioning people from hard style to kettlebell sport and, and having them be like, Oh my God, this is awesome. Like, I, I love those moments. And like, you know, there's uh, my, my guy, Joe, who's down in Louisiana. We, we were on a, we were on a, a team session the other day and he had his, he'd been wearing his belt. He'd been wearing his belt higher than he, than he needed to, but uh, he didn't, he didn't know that. And it was kind of hard for me to tell, but he, he, he adjusted his, he adjusted his belt position down a little bit. And then we were, cause I was coaching him up on his rack position and all of a sudden he like moved his belt down. And then he was like, he was like, Oh, yeah, holy shit. (laughs) You know, and like, he was like, he was like, Oh my God, I like, I can actually like relax in between reps you know i was like like so those those aha moments those uh, like those moments are so amazing like i love those so much that that like those are those to me are worth a hundred prs like those like have having those moments with with people where they they realize like so i don't know there's i i gotta i've got i've really got i've got to get my own goals in 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 perspective because i do need to keep striving for something but i just i love coaching so much that that it's uh that's a goal in itself i mean to be as good a coach as you can and obviously you know if you care that much you are a good coach you know what i mean there's plenty of guys out there who are just you know for the fucking money but if you care that much about people's achievements i mean they're lucky to have you yeah that's 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 really what like that i love i love those moments so much and it, it makes me like and, and you know to see to see people that are much younger and fitter you know healthier than me like you know it's great it's great to it's great to be able to to see to see people that come into this sport with with no injuries and things like that and you can teach them about the the, the value of mobility and the value of of relaxation and and all of those things and uh that that piece is that piece is is so is so huge for me that that uh, it's you know, as so long as I can just keep lifting until they until they burn my body, that's all I care about. Honestly, that's my that's my biggest goal. It's not that I don't want to keep trying to push myself because I, I do still want to at some point. Uh, you know, I want to. I guess my my big goal, I think, at this point, is I want to be able to finish a ten minute triathlon with the twenty four kilo bells. I want to I want to be able to hey, do it. That's a good goal. That's like a good goal. that because that, that that to me would be like okay if I can do three 10 minute sets in one day and and perform moderately well at least like relative to my relative to my ability right like so long as i can if i can finish a a, a three 10 minute sets in one day with 24 kilo bells like i feel like that's a signal that i 
know my shit <laughs> like and I'm that yeah, I that that I'm good at that I'm good at all three lifts like I don't have to be great at any of them but like to be to be good at all of them and to be well-rounded um and and be able to and be able to perform with um, a moderately challenging load like it's not it's not the 32s and you know I can I can do the 32s on some stuff but uh you know yeah. it's not it's not my it's it's the cardio that gets me on the 32s so in the you know, I've got a lot of mobility work to do still. I got a lot of things to fix, but uh, some of those well, things no, will never be fixable. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. So it's, it's to be, it's to, you know, kind of just say to yourself, look, this is what I need to do. I mean, and and say, look, I, so I, I might be able to achieve that, but I can achieve this. And I, I mean, and a triathlon on 24s. There's not a lot of people out there who could probably do that either. You know what I mean? There's because some people will, will just do long cycle and some people will just do, do snatch. And some people, like, you know, not many people just do jerks. So, I mean, to be able to do the three is, um, would be an impressive feat. You know, honestly, I've, I've never done that myself. So, I think that'd be a great thing to, to strive for because then you can show people, look, I can, I can teach you on X, Y, R, Z, you know, whatever you want. You know, but going back to your your, your, your coaching um, talk there, that again, and that was, it was great to hear that. You know, I'm so passionate about it. Um, I'm training a few people myself, three, three people, um, and I don't train more than that just to give them a bit of attention. But I have a guy, Jacob Hansen, at the moment. He's um, he's an American guy as well. Yep. And he he had his first um set, his first ever competition set there at the Arnold's. He done yeah, I saw. Set. You, you were there. No, I wasn't there. I saw his post though. I saw his post. Yeah, he tagged oh, in his yeah. post, and I saw. I mean, he he's he's doing really really well. You know, he's 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 working really hard. He's putting in the hard yards, and, and he's getting the benefits from it. And Except like he's that. not he's not working hard. He's working smart. He's he's doing least mode. I can tell. I can. Oh, when, I had to work hard on him at the start. I really did. Like you know, you're, you're burning way too much energy. We went to a lot of technique work, a lot of video work back and forth. He got it. He got it fairly quickly, in fairness to him. And he just started just putting in some great numbers. Yeah. You know, so um, I'm. Del- it's like like you were saying. I was like a a, a nervous fucking wreck walking around. I knew oh. he was competing. <laughs> yeah. And I like I wasn't even there. I was just walking around work. People ask me questions like "fuck off" and me alone, you know. I'm waiting on the text, and on, you know what I mean. So like, I, you know, it's great when you care that much about it. It's great to see guys who, who you've, you've you've kind of guided on the path, and they put the work, but you guided them, and, and they done really well. It's it, it, it's a great feeling. It really, yeah. really is. I used, <laughs> so I I, I had uh, I had a similar I had a similar uh, similar moment. Um, Jessica, Jessica Jordan is, is one of, one of my athletes and she was, yes. she was going, she was going for, for 200 reps on the snatch with the 12 kilo. And she, she only weighs, she only weighs, you know, a hundred pounds, you know, so she's, she's, she's in a very, very lightweight class. So that's very uh, analogous to like, you know, heavier people lifting a 32, like a man lifting a 32 yeah. kilo bell, like it relative to her yeah. body weight, it's a very heavy weight, but she was, she was going for two, 200 plus reps in, in the snatch, which, you know, breaking into the 200 club is always a big, is a big oh. deal. Right. And, yeah. and yeah. I'm, I'm, I was, I was at a, I was at a, a bar in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, that my dad's band <laughs> happened to be playing at. So it's him and one other guy playing, you know, just playing, playing acoustic stuff. And, uh, and I'm, but I'm, I'm sitting there at the bar and I'm, I'm watching her set on, on yeah. my phone. You know, and I'm sitting there pounding beers and I'm watching and I'm watching and I'm watching her go. And I'm like, we had our plan and I knew she was ready. I knew she was going to hit like I knew she was ready yep. to hit it. And I, I had a, I thought she was going to hit it. But I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm watching her. And, you know, we always start with the left hand because that's the weaker hand. And so she was she was a little off pace with the left hand. 
but and, you're like, oh, and I'm getting, I'm getting a little nervous, you know, just be, yeah. but she, but she made the full five minutes with her left hand. So I knew we were in a good position, but I was just like, it's like, okay, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Like now we got it. Now we got to hit 21, 22 RPMs. Right. Like, you know, cause 200 is not easy at all. <laughs> like, even like, like, that's no, that's no joke. Like 200 RPM. Three seconds are it for 10 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's no, it's no joke, but I'm like, I'm sitting there and then like she got, she, then she started cranking on her, right. She made the switch and she started cranking. And I was like, I was like, all right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And she's, she's doing it. People people are probably wondering what the fuck's wrong. Cause I'm like staring at my phone. I'm like, yes, yes. All right, come on, go. You gotta go. You gotta go. (laughs) Like she got to a point where I was like, (laughs) you know, she got to a point where I knew she was going to hit it. And I was like, yeah. And I stood up and I was like pumping my fist with every rep. I was like, come on, come on. <laughs> you know, and then and then she and then she hit it. And even she like celebrated a little bit. And I was like, I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, like and people are like, there's no game on the TV or anything. People are just fucking staring at me because they're like, what is wrong with this guy? I'm just yelling at my phone. <laughs> you know, so oh, no, it's great. It's great when they hit a goal, man. It's just it's, it's wonderful. You know what I mean? And you know, these people are investing their 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 time and their trust in you. You know, you, you you know what I mean. It's it, it is a good big big responsibility. It really is, you know. So, you know, when they do that, they're putting all their faith in your training. You know, and when your training comes true, you know, for, for them, it's 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 just wonderful. You know, you feel great, and it's I know it's reflected glory a little bit, but like you're like fuck, I'm just delighted that they done that. You know, for themselves, you know, and I'm delighted that what I my mad ideas worked out for them. You know what I mean? And so even, was, yeah. even, even when they, even when they don't hit the number that they want, like, honestly, like even just like seeing somebody like dig deep and finish a set that, that you're just like, that you're like, you're like, they're, you know, like Audrey had it at, at my, at my comp in October where I was like, I thought she was going to be done at seven minutes because just based on how the first five minutes went, I was like, there's no way she's finishing and she fucking finished, you know, and you're just like, you're so proud. You're just like, ah, like you just, there's, there's just that. Well, like, it's, that's what I love is like, you, you can teach grit, you know, some people have it and some people don't have it, you know? So, I mean, you, you can teach, you can teach everything else, but you can't teach a uh, grit or spirit. You know, I mean, some people have it. I disagree. I disagree, sir. Do I do. do I do. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think that is a misnomer. I think um, I think the mind is trainable, just like anything else. Um, It's it's it it takes it takes concerted effort. It takes it takes the same thing. It takes every with everything else. It takes reps and it takes intelligent programming. I think part of it is you need to push people to their edge without pushing them to their breaking point and you but you need to consistently expand you need to consistently expand their their understanding of what they're capable of so that when they get to deep water they know that they can get through it um and i think if you do that consistently like i think that's one of the best things about kettlebell sport is that it consistently forces you to mentally go to deep water and the mm-hmm. more that you go to deep water and don't quit, the more you realize you don't need to quit. And the more you start yeah. to believe yourself capable of, and you can expand that you can expand. Now, do people have a greater proclivity for suffering? And some people have a greater ability to get through that deep water than other people at the start. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, like everybody has natural mental tendencies, but I think you can teach mental toughness. I think you can teach. I think you can expand that. I really do. I think you can, I think you can, turn people you know i think i think i think you can help people uh understand where their limits truly are and expand that capability over time i really do i think that's one of the okay, best no, things about that. this sport that. i mean i'll take that no 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 good, good point well made um it's just i have seen people 
who are incredibly good in the gym tend to fall asunder on the platforms mm. because whether it's nerves, whether it's whatever, you know, but then I, I've seen people who, like you see, like you were saying, should have stopped maybe a minute or two minutes ago, who just keep fucking going because they just have this inner fire, you know, that is like, I'm not going to stop, you know, I, I'm not going to. And I think it's the tempering of the steel, you know, and some people are a little bit more brittle than others. But like you said, I'm sure that they, they, you can teach people to get better. But like I said, there is some people who just. Yeah, there, I mean, uh, I, I mean, I told I told Audrey after that set, you're harder than a fucking coffin nail. I mean, because she, because she's just, oh, she, yeah. she's I, just I Texas, you. she's just Texas tough. Like there, and that, and she has said like, I would rather die than put the bells down, and that's that's honestly what it takes for some like it takes that kind of mindset. There are some people that are just like, no, I'd rather, I'd rather die than I'd rather die than put the bells down early. Like, well, you know, and you're talking to, I mean, that there is many photographs of me out there looking like that. You know, and the two are said being a major one, but I mean, yeah, like I do believe where the mind goes, the body will follow, you know, and some people are more, you know, they, they have that in them more than others, you know, but like you, you can't teach people to get better, but um, definitely where the mind goes, the body would follow hundred percent, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, but you can't, you absolutely can train the mind. And that, I think that's the thing that uh, we need. I think, I think that's the thing a lot of people need to need to believe and learn is that you can train the mind because uh, changing, and that's really hard work. Changing your inner dialogue is is really hard and we need to do that even when we're not under pressure but then when you're under pressure it's even harder <laughs> like that's and that's where that's where you know uh i i quote you often where it's like hey you're going through hell keep going <laughs> keep going that's it just just keep going it's the know? only way to get it's the only way to get out right you're going through hell you gotta keep, you gotta keep going yeah, yeah yeah it's uh that's 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 huge man that's that's huge so i I, uh, I, I do, I do quote you often. I, I do my terrible David Cohen impression. You know, David says, relax, y'all. David says, relax. Davey says, relax. That's the new teacher coming out. Now take there. it, take yeah. it easy. We're going for least mode, not beast mode. Take it oh, easy. That's the worst fucking accent I've ever heard. <laughs> it's intentionally bad, but, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's good, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man, there's a lot to be said for it. You know I mean? There's, there's so many good people out there who could just do it just, relaxing a bit more when they're lifting you know rather than just beasting it out all the time just just relax learn to relax your quads learn to relax your traps really relax when you're lifting you know and it, it, like i said that's why i don't want these long sets to show people that are not putting the wool over their eyes that you can once you get your breathing and your flow and your technique and your all that right you can just keep lifting you and know, once you, you find keep- and once you find that relaxation you get that it's a really- <laughs> you get that facial expression where it's like oh do you, do you know what it is it was like it felt so easy that it almost felt like you were you were cheating. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lifting felt so easy when I when I got finally got to relax in both rack and overhead. It was like, this feels like I'm fucking cheating. It's so easy. This feels actually like it, it shouldn't be legal. <laughs> you know what I mean? When I'm lifting, because this guy's over there dying, and I'm like, I can fucking just keep lifting, you know? And it's like, yeah, no, this, this is I, I don't know what that's like. <laughs> Yeah, that that's uh, that. Uh, there's my goal right there. You just gave me my goal to get to the point where it feels like I can I can relax in all positions. That's my that's my new goal. Oh, but, it's, that's it. That's the fucking secret sauce, man. That's the one. That is that is that is the the Colonel's secret recipe. Is how can you how can you get to relaxation in overhead and in rack position? That's uh, and honestly, like 
Some people, some people will get there and some will not. We're going to sort this shit out once and for all. We're going to just get it fucking started. All right. I love it, man. I love it. Hey, well, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap the episode because it's, uh, it's been, it's been over an hour and I want to be respectful of your time as always, but uh, thank you very much for, for coming on. And I, I, I can't even tell you, man. Like I love, I love, I love talking to you every, every time we do it. It always like my face hurts by the time we're done because I've been laughing and smiling. And uh, <laughs> you know, I just, I always enjoy these conversations so much. So I, I plan on, I plan on keeping this tradition going for as many St. Yeah. Patty's day as possible. So I, I hope, I hope you're game for that. A hundred percent, man. Jordan, it was great. Really now, like I said, I could talk to you all fucking night long. You know what I mean? So <laughs> It was a great chance, yeah, man. And like I said, hopefully we we, we start something out later on in the year. We can we can get together. That sounds that, sound, that sounds great, man. I'd love I love that. I love that very much. So slant your brother. Happy St. Patty's with Don't a D. Don't <laughs> my friend with a D. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Platform Podcast. We'll be back with a new episode soon. Please be sure to leave a rating and review of the platform podcast in your app of choice. Support our work by supporting our affiliates. And of course, if you have questions or you want help reaching your goals, reach out to me. Till next time. Thanks for listening.